I, I love your brand, and I am so happy that you're able to maintain it. I try to stick to my brand, too, which is sometimes, you know, it's... Uh... How would you define your brand? Oh, I'm just a you know, lowbrow laughing guy. I mean, you know what? Lowbrow laughing guy. I, I got to be there for, my, for the peeps out there who might not understand a whole lot of stuff. You know what I mean? For all of our slower <laughs> listeners out there, Mike is your key into this sophisticated program. I don't know who you're insulting right now. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Everyone? Certainly, Everyone. Certainly not the people he's representing. They're not smart enough to get it. <laughs> I'm Mike Russell, and I'm out here speaking for all the dum-dums, <laughs> the boobs, the goobers. Those are my peeps. Well, now that we've insulted our listener base, welcome to the Song Topsy Report, everyone, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. I'm Steve Trollinger. Uh, we have a lot to discuss on today's episode. The first thing I just want to mention, though, is if you did listen to the mini-sode last week, please check it out because there are some exciting developments that we have. Long story short, we, are part- we have formed a production company named Dapper Devil Productions. Dapper Devil! That will be producing a variety of content, uh, but the Song Topsy Report, the show that you're listening to at this very moment, falls under that umbrella. So please check us out on our Facebook page, on our Twitter, our Instagram, and check out last week's episode to hear a little bit more. It is the sum total. It is the... Um, it is the actualization of the concept of fake it till you make it. It's not fake, Steve. We made a Facebook page. <laughs> that makes it real. If we pretend like we're important enough to have a production company, it will be seen by others as important enough. Uh, and if you aren't enticed already, there is a trailer for the web series that I have been working on for a very long time that stars both the beautiful co-hosts I'm looking at at this very moment oh, called Subletters. You can check that out at uh, any of the social media pages for Dapper Devil Productions. But you should go and do that. It's a lot of fun. Nick's really killing it with this thing, man. He made us all look so cool in this trailer that just came out. Oh, it's oh! If you haven't seen it yet, you're missing out. Yeah, Steve. Pl- Steve plays a serial killer named Bundy Dahmer. Yes, I play a serial killer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. a fictionalized serial killer. It's just weird that you have to specify it, Steve. Why are you smiling at me like that, Steve? Am I smiling? I can't feel it. And Mike plays a squatter named Brad Hitler. No relation. Yes, no relation. <laughs> Um, but that's all fun and stuff, but now we have to talk about immigration. <laughs> Correction, we don't have to. So No, we don't no, have no. to. Well, There's uh, literally nothing making us do that. Well, no. No, a, a little bit of context. The song that we're doing today, uh, I stumbled upon a little while ago, and it was fascinating, because this is the first, uh, at least intentional that we are aware of, propaganda song that we are talking about that was manufactured for a specific purpose other than to enrage steven <laughs> but um, it's succeeding but uh this song happens to come at a time in uh just u.s politics that is especially fucked that is just especially unequivocally awful and just Steve, you had a statement and, no prepared. i'm not going to, i'm not, You're not going to read, read the statement, read the statement. Oh, it, yeah. no because i it's I'm gonna just say up top there's a lot of things that make me mad there's a lot of things that make a lot of people mad me right now in this moment 
there is not enough time or verbiage that I could use to fully express the anger that I feel. And that's not to say I, it shouldn't be expressed. I'm just saying I, I'm going to not try to spend this entire show saying it. I think that's so, healthy. So there's, there's, there's not enough verbs. I, I won't feel better. I will, there's not enough to make me feel better because it's ultimately just hot air from me. I will say that I read a lot of science fiction. What growing up, it was a, it was a. It, there's a lot of science fiction out there, and as Nick reminded me, a large portion of science fiction is dystopian in nature. Yes, um, not many happy futures. Humanity was never capable of a utopia, <clears throat> and it's it, that's a recognizable fact. We don't have to go full on hard into dystopia, though. Like it wasn't one way or the other. So I, there's a lot of <laughs> fear makes people dumb and cruel. And it's been used for generations by politicians and warlords alike as a weapon against people. And the only real hope we have as people is to recognize when we are being played and to know that to conquer fear, especially fear that is used against us as a weapon to turn us against other people, to conquer that fear with wisdom and embrace true compassion and justice should be the goal of all people, regardless of what nation they claim to be from. Steve, you pulled your speech up and you said you I wouldn't. I did. I did. I wouldn't. I, I wanted to get it right, though, and well, I wasn't well, going to. I, guys, I can— Feel great, free to cut that. Well, no. I can greatly simplify everything you just said. If you see desperate families coming to our border saying, I am seeking asylum— seeing their families ripped apart, seeing children kept in tender age, quote-unquote, facilities, and your question is, well, what is their immigration status? Then you can go fuck yourself. You are wrong. There, like, this isn't even... I don't think this is even a political issue. It's just, there's, no, there's nothing political about it. It's, you, you either have a kernel of humanity in you and you recognize this is wrong, or you don't. So I don't feel like I'm being divisive at all by saying that. <laughs> but... Ah, well, no, we we just had to mention this because the song we're discussing is actually uh, a few years old, but it is one of several songs that the U.S. Border Patrol has created to try to dissuade uh, people from Central America from immigrating into the United States. So as far back as 2004, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, or CBP, has partnered with ad agencies to write catchy propaganda music designed to discourage Central American immigrants from attempting to enter the United States illegally. This was part of a um, campaign called the, quote, Danger Awareness Campaign. And these songs are written in popular local genres, but the uh, creepy Orwellian part of it is that there is no disclaimer that plays before any of these songs saying that this was created by the U.S. government and playing in El Salvador or Ecuador or wherever they are playing it on radio stations. And during the Obama administration, we don't want to be, you know, we don't want to, like, whitewash over certain parts of... (laughs) I, oh, history, I appreciate this that. Happened Steve, in 2012, yeah. So yes. this isn't a thing that yes, just this has happened. happened across multiple administrations. Even if the current one is exacerbating it for political gain, but <laughs> but here's a little bit of the song. There there are several songs to choose from, but the one song that I don't know that just stuck out the most was the song La Bestia, which is Spanish for the Beast. Oh, I now, thought it was like it's just the best, guys. Come on up. <laughs> 
Mike, you'd be a terrible propagandist, but I think that's a compliment. Yeah. I don't think you'd be able to manipulate anyone. Okay, you guys. <laughs> Trains to America are the best. Choo-choo. I'm just imagining him as the face of, like, state-run apocalyptic American media, just like... Uh, but how could you hate that face? <laughs> no, I can't imagine. I, I stopped imagining it now. Yeah. <laughs> right, here's no, I, was, a, I, I was trying to think of that scene from uh, uh, V for Vendetta, like the one guy that's like the face of the state media oh, yes. for that movie. Godlessness. Just, yeah. Just, I'm, but I'm imagining Mike going like, come on, guys. It's the best. <laughs> the best. The bestia. <laughs> the president's the best. The Congress is the best. Come on. What do you have to complain about? So here's a little bit of La Bestia, which is Spanish for the beast. I think we already know what the metaphor is. I love the vibraphone. Oh. Who translated this? Yeah, the translation. Look, forget everything about like horrible things being done to innocent people. The grammar. The grammar people. Is the train going south? Like, no, the train is from the south going north. In this case, north is bad. But, the, but what you just heard translated was migrants from everywhere entrenched along the rail lines far away from where they come, farther away from where they go. What? Farther away from where they come, farther away from where they go. Okay, this is a translation. I think it's possibly implying that they are preparing to go further away. Like, they're already far, and they're going further away from home. But but where they, but where, <laughs> where they are on the train is farther away from the like, U.S., I'm guessing. It's because where they're going on the train? The train starts south. Yeah. Works its way through several countries on its way north to the United States. Well, I think it all depends at which point they're sending the sonnet. You know what I mean? How? Farther away from where they go. They're going north. Yes. Okay? They're far away from where they came. They came from south. Yes. So there's some, there's some place in the middle. But if it's you're called farther, Honduras. If you're <laughs> there's so much more we need to discuss than the semantics of where they caught the train. Yeah. It's, it's bad wherever you catch it. So, yeah. or at no, least I-, I need to spend 10 to 15 more minutes discussing this before I'm willing to continue. <laughs> um, so there was a very good article written by Caitlin Dickinson of the Daily Beast who kind of summarized where... Ooh, the Daily Beast is talking about the Beast. Exactly. It's great. La Daily Bestia. La da- <laughs> Quote, in 2004, CBP launched its first messaging campaign in Mexico called No Mas Cruces, which is uh, internationally can be translated as both No More Crossings or No More Crossing, uh, or No More Crosses. The idea is it's, it's, it was supposed to be No More Crossing the Border, but it's also No More Crosses. Because cro- they hate Jesus. Well, no, because crosses. Yes, that's exactly right. Mike. They hate Jesus. No, they put crosses at the border for everyone who died trying to make it. Because it is a very dangerous journey to cross through Central America to get to the U.S. border on the south. The objective of Nomas Cruces was to spread awareness about the dangers of the Sonoran Desert, where hundreds of migrants die every year. Part of that campaign included distributing a CD of five songs about the risks involved in crossing the border to radio stations throughout Mexico. The songs, called Migra Corridos, a play on the popular narco corridos, or gangster ballads, which are very popular. It's very interesting. There's gangster ballads that are popular in Mexico, which is like that traditional... Like, Mexican music, you would imagine, but it's all about, like, the uh, exploits of drug dealers and, like, cartels. 
It's just the juxtaposition is very interesting. <laughs> so, they're going to parody over there, huh? Kind of. <laughs> so they did songs in the style, um, and they became hugely popular with listeners. So La Bestia, at least, I mean, this came out, this article is from 2014, but at the time, it was playing in 21 radio stations throughout Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras. And once again, it was just playing. There was no... Unless someone listening to the radio dug deep and researched like we did, they would have no idea that this was written by U.S. Border Patrol. <laughs> or not written by them, written by an ad agency that they hired. I wish it was just by the Border Patrol, though. Yeah, I don't think like, they had the imagination like a, to like, write like, authentic like El Salvadoran music. Well, there's just like five of them that work at the border. Like, yo, guys, you know, I really wanted to get a band, but this job's been taking up all my, my time. Oh, yeah, this uh, is just a side <laughs> project of a bunch of frustrated Border Patrol agents. <laughs> Because they're not busy. No, they are not. Um, but the ad agency that created the song, they're a DC-based agency uh, called Elevation. And it is the brainchild of former creative director Rodolfo Hernandez. And as far as I gathered, I think he died recently. Oh, R.I.P. He's got Well, the only Rodolfo Hernandez I showed up just had, like, an obituary date. So if he is alive, I apologize. But it was his brainchild. But Hernandez... We said he's dead, he's dead. <laughs> yes, you heard it here once again. Here first, um, but... <laughs> He is originally from Mexico, and he wanted to channel his background writing in Spanish poetry and short stories, and he wrote the lyrics for it, La Bestia, and other corridos that they wrote for this campaign. So he enlisted the help of New York City musician, local boy, Carlo Nicolo, to compose the music, and professional jingle-slash-voiceover artist, Eddie Gans, provided the vocals. And voila, propaganda is made. So who's playing the xylophone? I, well... <laughs> That's your question? It's really good. That's your most I pressing issue no, here? No, you did that in Nisti, right? Uh, Nisma, my Nisma, man. sorry. Yes, yes. yes. Nisma. You, you played the... Uh... I played four mallets, and I feel like that guy's got four mallets going. I'm impressed. I think yeah. he's doing pretty good. I mean, I will... Mike, this could have been you. <laughs> I will... Ah, if I only could have signed up! Ugh. I, no, I quit before my time. Hats, I've written hats, my bestia. Yeah, hats Is off, it? thankfully, to, to you for trying to bring this around to talking about music, but... Yeah. <laughs> Mike, shut up about your musical talk. This is a political podcast now. No more music talk. Done with the music. But now, obviously, once again, our whole ICE and Border Patrol situation is so fucked right now that it's hard. It's easy to lose sight of the fact that there are still good people in this organization who are there to try to help. It, I, feel I like, almost feel like it's not worth even trying to find nuance in it when it's so fucked, but I feel like I do need to say that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. No? No. No. Not not when it comes to Ice, at least. No, you know what? Yeah. Guys, put this on a no. note. I want to write a parody song for Ice Ice Baby about Ice. <laughs> about <laughs> how they're ripping families apart currently in the United States. I think it will really... We're going to be able to do some real humanitarian work with it. They're just essentially... They're, they're, they're state, a secret They're state-sponsored mafia. Yeah, they're a secret police. I the the problem with everyone talking about like with everyone calling someone a Nazi for like running a red light these yes. days is that now there's it no loses all it, it loses all meaning to oh. call to call ICE the Gestapo now doesn't have the same oomph that it could have like seriously years at ago. bus stops papers please papers please like ugh. like if you uh, I I mean I I also hate making broad generalizations because I don't know every person who works for ICE but if you work for that group. You work for that group because you believe in the mission. You like doing uh, well, what you the do. What are the benefits, though? I mean, geez, and the and the salary. I'm tell, I'm just saying, man. People... No benefit <laughs> is worth not being able to sleep at night. You tell that to the millions of people who died on the Death Star, man. You know they were. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, what a fantastic argument you've just yes. made. Yes. Using that fictional event in that fictional place from that movie. Luke Skywalker was a terrorist! Okay. Moving on. <laughs> okay. All freedom fighters are terrorists. <laughs> well, no, in regards to this campaign specifically to write this music... Right, right. Customs and Border Protection prefer the term, quote, humanitarian campaign. And to Elevation's credit, the ad agency that did this, the song is clearly focused on the very real and all-too-common risks involved with illegal immigration. La Bestia, as we will hear as we go throughout the song, references MS-13, one of the violent gangs involved in human smuggling whose members stalk the infamous train line. MS-13? America's greatest enemy? That nobody heard of a year ago that's what's blowing my mind is like i had never heard about these guys and then people are telling me they've been around for a long time like, well they have been and they they have they like they are bad people they are the bad hombres they have been operating in central america but they're not they, an organized like opposition terrorist group that no, they like, were pulled to become a boogeyman to americans to scare them away from wanting immigration oh Yes. No, I mean, it's... Like, just, they're bad. No. They're super bad guys. Like, the MS-13, like, I did research on them years ago as, like, just I was looking into, like, as a fictional, like, fic- like wh- what gangs are the worst, that sort of thing. And, like, they are... They're... I'm now hoping none of them are listening to this, but... Shout out to our MS-13 listeners, I guess. They're hey, not if great. you're fans, it's all good. Like, <laughs> no, it's not. No, no, no. it's not. Like, uh, that's part of... And that's part of their deal, too, is that they are... They do, not have a sen- they do not have a sense of humor about themselves. So if you talk shit to them in public, they will come at you. They are, ba- they are bad dudes. But they are not a like networked like fifth column that has been secretly working to destroy the United States from within for decades. They are... They, it's just, they just, they're being used. They are being used, and they, who, you know, who's benefiting the most from the president of the United States talking about them like they're the worst, like group out there. MS thirteen. Oh, they're, they're getting great play. Oh, because now the re- the recruitment effort must be through the roof. Well, exactly. you know? If Trump hates you, you must be good. That's almost the logic. Oh my god! But granted, MS thirteen is still a very real threat to people trying to enter the United States because human trafficking is a huge issue along all of these routes to try to immigrate into the U.S. Our problem is that not only are they not trying to fix the problem, they're making more problems to distract from the original problems. I hear they're... Pro- are they also prominent? Like, so... When I was out working in Long Island, someone said that there was, like, an, an area of Long Island that had, like, a bunch of MS-13 people that would, like, do the box-in move... You know, like when you're driving on the highway? Yeah. And they'd like have one in front of you, one behind you, one on the side. They'd bump into you, and then you'd pull over, and then they'd just like blast you away and take all your shit and then leave. Oh, I mean, the first part you were saying just sounds like a typical Long Island driver. <laughs> I was just surprised there's just a mom taking her kids to like soccer practice, boxing you in. If I, you I gotta get off at this exit. If you are in Long Island and you have seen at least three or four people within a couple minutes of each other, they're gang stalking you. <laughs> They are doing it. Believe you me. Believe you me. Let's hear a little bit more of, of this song, of this ad. Because now, so now we know. You heard a little bit of it. Now you know this was manufactured by an ad agency paid for by U.S. Border Patrol. So with that in your mind, let's hear a little bit more of La Bestia, which, once again, is a train. It's not the best train. It's a bad train. It's the beast train. Yes. But even that sounds well, kind of so cool. when you're the When you're a beast, hey, you're a beast. Yeah, usually that's a compliment, right? That's- out, out of context, this song could be a really... Like, this song, out of the context of what its 
purpose is ultimately it's about a demonic train which is awesome it's metal as fuck so awesome okay so i like i like i like how much of an afterthought that last line is her scales are made out of iron her oh, oh her womb is made out of iron as well. Yeah, the lyrics were uh, behind the mountains the menacing snake appears. Her scales are made out of iron and her womb is as well because it's iron on the inside and the outside of the train. But then they call her the beast from the south, la bestia de sud de amas, uh, the wretched train of death. I mean, come on. So is that what she gives birth to? Is that the idea? Like her womb? Because we're talking like so now it's. Well, because, yeah, if you're inside the train hiding as it's going north, I suppose you're in its womb. Once again, Mike, metaphors. Yeah. <laughs> so. <sighs> I mean, this train sounds pretty cool, actually. It does. Who wouldn't want to take part in it? Like, I love snakes. Who doesn't love snakes, you know? Like rattlesnakes? Like, uh, rattlesnakes. There, uh, rattlesnakes. There is a, there's a large amount of people who don't care for snakes, Mike. Love there's that, actually yeah. a phobia. <laughs> yes. It's not just Indiana Jones. And probably in a lot of Central America, that metaphor is worse because there's snakes there are so much more poisonous and deadly than ours. And I love that they, you know, the train is a woman because, you know. <laughs> also, Nick, Because the patriarchy. <laughs> also, Nick, don't give the president any more talking points. Their snakes are the worst snakes. <laughs> the, most, the most poisonous, way more poisonous than the snakes we have here in America. But now the ad agency that made this song. Uh, Elevation. They have done work. I have their page full, pulled up here. They've done work for Comcast, for Canon Cameras, for Bloomberg. So and, the most evil people imaginable. Uh, and you're saying. Preakness Stakes, the Preakness Stakes, which is an American uh, flat thoroughbred horse race held on the third Saturday of May each year at uh, Pimlico Race Course in Baltimore, Maryland. I mention this because the same ad agency that has made all this Mexican propaganda created. Kegasus. Kegasus? Now, what is Kegasus, you might be asking? Uh, Kegasus was an ad campaign that they did for this thoroughbred horse race event, essentially. And I have a radio ad that they did for Kegasus. Kegasus, Lord of the Infield Fest. Third Saturday in May, that's when the Preakness comes to Pimlico. For the wilder walks of life in the middle of it all sets the infield fest. As legend goes, the leader of these crazy folk is a half-man, half-thoroughbred party manimal named Kegasus. Half-horse, half-man, with beer in hand, he strolls the infield fest. He's bold, he rocks, he's hot to drop for girls with beautiful Hey! <laughs> this is Mike's spirit animal. Oh, I freaking love it, dude. <laughs> He's just a shirtless bro with a boombox over his shoulder and centaur legs. So, first of all, he is a centaur. Yes, he he is is not not a pegasus. pegasus. He He has no wings, wings, folks. So, immediately, somebody at this ad agency did not do the basic research that is required for proper subliminal advertising. For propaganda. Exactly. I'm all for propaganda. He should be called um, Kegator. That would be much closer. 
But they did TV spots too. This year's Infield Fest is gonna be epic. You got Bruno Mars and Train performing, a beer garden, and my favorite, the bikini contest. I suggest a pair of mirrored shades to deflect the harmful glares of a jealous girlfriend. So you can check out the Phillies. <laughs> we broke up six months ago, you harpy! <laughs> for the legendary fitness Infield Fest. Buy your mug club ticket today while they last and visit the infieldfest.com. Be legendary! Pegasus is at the forefront of the Me Too movement. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Harpy. Oh my God, that's. But see, <laughs> this elevation is insidious because the propaganda is working on you too. You are exactly the demographic for fucking Pegasus. <laughs> Guilty, man. I can't. Gonna, I feel like if you go to Comic Con, you're going to cosplay as Pegasus next time. Oh. Their mascot from 2013 or Don't whatever. Don't give me ideas, Nick. Don't give me ideas. <laughs> Oh, but here's a fun fact I learned about propaganda in the United States specifically that I did not know prior to this. Oh. Propaganda, both foreign and domestic, is not only legal in the U.S., but funding for specialized and targeted information campaigns is readily available and often extends into the millions of dollars. Now, this is what I did not know. Since 1948, the U.S. has maintained the Smith-Munt Act, and what this does is... It bans public viewing of propaganda and pro-U.S. information campaigns produced for a foreign market. And this was a law until 2012 that was updated when it was deemed obsolete. But essentially, it was not legal for U.S. citizens to see propaganda that the U.S. was sending to other countries. Until 2012. Wait, wait, even with like... The net neutrality and stuff? Like, we wouldn't be able to see it? That had nothing to do with it. This was a totally different thing. In other words, like... These songs didn't become known until later because legally the U.S. couldn't see – U.S. citizens could not see the propaganda songs that the U.S. was inserting into radio stations in other countries. Oh, so wait. So if the other country somehow made it, like, big and known, like, hey, we just got this propaganda thing from the U.S., it would be against the law for them to say that. I mean – I'm sure people found out anyway. This it's is just, just like, I'm just trying to understand like how you can even make that illegal and who would get prosecuted well, if you did hear the commercial. Essentially, they made it so that the U.S. could make propaganda that only targeted uh, countries would see that would not get back. So they could just do a bunch of weird shit to try to convince other people from other countries of things, and the American public would never, ever know about it. It's misinformation, essentially. Yes. They wanted to prevent us from seeing that they were creating weird Orwell shit to send to other countries. But in 2012, uh, the argument went that in the age of broader communication technology, the argument went that uh, there is no way to avoid or block a U.S. citizen from being exposed, quote, directly or indirectly to material, quote, in any medium or form of communication produced by the State Department or the Broadcasting Board of Governors, federal agency responsible for all government-funded media. So, like, in 1970, if, someone made, if, they, if the government sponsored a propaganda film for another country, it'd be very easy for it to never be seen in the U.S. Right. But as the age of the Internet dawned, it just became harder and harder for us to realize, wait, no, that's just propaganda that the u.s government made yes and let's not gloss over the fact that the united states of america has a taxpayer funded uh not pool what is it a taxpayer funded uh, pot essentially uh for propaganda but god forbid we use any of that money for women's health services right certainly certainly 
Especially since it is not paying for the thing you're mad about. <laughs> it hasn't Steve, we have ever... so many political can of worms opened, we can't open more. No, I'm opening all of them. I'm covering myself in worms. <laughs> delicious, delicious, angry worms. It's essentially, we have a propaganda fund, but for God's <laughs> sakes, don't use any money to fund, like, public health services. No, spend it writing songs about fucking devil trains. <laughs> <laughs> With the devil in the boiler, whistles, roars, twists, and turns. Like most trains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, that description, it's behaving like a fairly normal train. There's nothing necessarily demonic about it. Uh, you see, there's this... This just describes this, the one train. This describes my commute home. There's this big metal snake, you see, and people ride in it to go from place to place, and to power it, there's a fire inside of it. A what? A fire? I'm not going to lie, though. As I look over the lyrics again, this describes almost any train line in the MTA system. Like, the next lyrics are, Hanging on the rail cars of this iron beast, migrants go as cattle to the slaughterhouse. If that doesn't describe my commute every morning, I don't know what does. Taking hell's route within a cloud of pain. La bestia del sur de amas. LG train. This song became way more relatable. It's propaganda working on me now, too. I gotta it's, start taking the bus. It's 5 a.m. and I'm trying to take the G train. <laughs> taking Hell's Route through a cloud of pain. That sounds very upbeat, actually. Taking Hell's Route through a cloud of pain. Go to the slaughterhouse. Although, I gotta say... Quality-wise, I think this might be like the best song we've done. Oh, it's, it's this is a very catchy song. This is the a bizarre are... song. This is not a bad, like technically bad song. It's a bizarre song and bad in context uh, song. Yes, the musicians are good. The lyric, I mean, the guys singing, great vocals. Yes, actually, the vocalist, they um, that same Daily Beast article, they interviewed uh the vocalist and the songwriter. I don't know if they got the guy who played the xylophone or whatever, but I don't know if they got his input. So was that four mallets or two mallets? How did you do that? <laughs> Would it be inappropriate if the next time a mariachi band came on, if I requested La Bestia, you think they could fill it? Or is- <laughs> well, here's the thing. Apparently, the song was actually pretty popular. It's just I don't know how many how many people, if they knew the actual context with which it was recorded, would necessarily be fans of it. Right. But uh, Gans, the guy who uh, did the vocals on the song, he said he doesn't view his work as propaganda, and his hope is that the song gains momentum. Quote, I'm loving this, the respect I'm getting. I just hope that somebody, like a Colombian recording artist, Juanes, apparently, or someone out there, maybe I can come and do a performance, because that is what I want to do. They see it as... And there is, if you want to look at this as objectively as possible, encouraging people to not take a dangerous train where they could be humanly humanly trafficked. Yeah, sure, that's the verb. Trafficked humanly. Yes, trafficked humanly. Traffickedly human. If they, if, if they can dissuade people from taking a very, very dangerous way of getting to the southern border, you could view that potentially as a good thing. Because there are many... Real dangers to traveling this route. Well, you, like you said, hundreds, if not thousands of people have already died yes. taking this journey or have been lost yes. to human trafficking. Yes. So, I mean, it's one of those, the reason it was made yes. was to discourage people from coming to the... To the to from coming to America, America today, but don't. 
Uh, they could have just done that. They could have just optioned the rights for the Neil Diamond song and just added that at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're coming to America, but don't. <laughs> you shouldn't be coming to America. We're closed. You know, I, I, would, I would even argue, I would even argue if they had made a, a propaganda song about America being an awful place to go to. Yeah. Discouraging migration altogether. It's not entirely friendly. No. I will say that <laughs> yeah. to them. Well, However, they, need if you, to. they just need to turn the news on. <laughs> if you, if you look that, but then you got to think of the context of that, Mike, you got to look at it and go like, let's say like I'm at the border. Right. And my job is to just tell them about, man, when I was at the Starbucks last week, this old woman cut in front of me and I couldn't say anything because she's old and everyone called me the bad guy. And I had to, I was late. I was five minutes late for work. So anyway, Man, it's really rough up here in the U.S. Hey, why'd you come here anyway? Oh, um, half of my family was murdered by uh, drug runners, um, and then I walked through a literal desert to try to like get my child here so that they could live in a country that they're not constantly under the threat of death. Yeah, but man, one time, <laughs> one time at the Bonobos, they didn't have the shoe I wanted. And it was going to take them two weeks to get it in stock, right? That's why. The last sentence of, the, of that uh, Vice article that I was mentioning, though, has the best little end bit on Gans. Uh, he says, quote, because he says he wants to collaborate with other artists and, you know, perform because he thinks he's doing a good service. Um, and he said he also proposed Shakira as a possible collaborator. Oh. Either way, Gans told Vice News he's always available to perform at weddings and bar mitzvahs. <laughs> you got it. You got to keep the bar mitzvahs in the rotation. <laughs> That's a cash cow. That is a cash cow. But what would Shakira? What would Shakira do, dude? What What would Shakira do? Wait, what do you at mean? a bar mitzvah? Is at that a, what you're asking? There's a migrant in your closet. Like, what is <laughs> masterful Shakira impression, Nicholas? <laughs> I just don't get what her contribution would be, and if she would want any part in this. With. Well, he's looking to collaborate for more songs, right? Is that what you're uh, Wait, saying? He, but. So here, so on the one hand, I'm of two minds of this because yes, there's there's a fucked up. It's or, all. Well, the, it's all. Oh, I'm sorry. But I was just saying, there's there's a fucked up Orwellian nature of this because the fact that they're not telling any of these people that this is American propaganda is kind of fucked. But if all they're doing is trying to release popular music to just have people not take a dangerous train and not die, is that a? There's going to be two sides to every coin, Nick. You know what I mean? Well, like The, the current this, immigration policy, there's only one side to that coin. It's fucked. I'm talking this, about... It's, this, a, yeah, it's this a two-sided. It's a two-headed coin, yes. actually. With this, okay, yes, they're trying to get less people to migrate to, to, to the United States. But this is a legit dangerous mode of transportation. It, it has been proven that people are getting human traffic when they go. This guy, in his eyes, has made a song that is a warning to people and find, there was some, find another way. There were fewer deaths um, year after year along that line they recorded. They, and they think that the songs could have his, influence on His that. good intention was utilized by more sinister, shadowy people for their own agenda. Okay, yeah, fuck you out of that part. It wears three sixes tattooed on her wheels and her head. This song 
is ah. winning me over, and I hate it because ah. it is nefarious Sha- propaganda. Sharon! Sharon! <laughs> I got asked by the Customs Naturalization Service to write a song. Do you think I should write the song? Ozzy, I told you not to listen to those people, all right? They're creepy. You're right, Sharon. They're absolutely creepy. Now let's eat our delicious bats for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> do you think uh do you think this beast train do you think she went to the same tattoo artist as six nine to get the proper it's, pro- six it's on probably the head? pretty easy to do you know this this artist only knows how to do the tattoo artist only knows how to do sixes so he just flips <laughs> them upside down to do the nine and then he's good literally like he has like a revolving table and he just like cranks takashi around yeah. to draw the nine he got, same he thing got with the train he got his he got his practice uh in high school doing those weird s's that everyone would do when they were bored yes <laughs> Yo, I, I know exactly what you're talking about but i mean you, you just wonder like if i mean i don't even wonder i'm sure that our government has done the same thing in terms of promoting propaganda and popular music here like it's got to it's got to be working on. There's, they're obviously pushing. It's like you said, they're pushing stories, they're pushing agendas. Everyone is trying to influence everything. I just wonder if it was ever more blatant, like if Takashi Six Nine ever did a song about how gerrymandering is good or something. <laughs> well, no, that's that's what we districts were... get the break it burn. <laughs> I don't fuck with no old border lines, only new border lines. Damn, I'm desperately trying to add to this, but I can't. <laughs> That's like... Put the minorities in one district, then their votes count less. <laughs> I was going to try to help, but it doesn't need help. It doesn't need my help. Well, no, because we, we were talking earlier about... Um, that I, I was, my train of thought was derailed. Oh! My best, yeah, del train of thought. <laughs> like, in your head, are you trying to see, like, the ballots have to be... Jamming, man. Oh, he's definitely got four mouths, dude. Yeah. You can tell, just listen. Two and two in each hand, just like What is the coyote's payday? As in they get eaten by coyotes. Oh, literal coyotes. Yes, yeah, that's a metaphor. It, I thought it was referencing Imagine something. M13, like coyotes. Yeah, you have to worry about fucking coyotes on this route. Oh, okay. I'm surprised I didn't bring up the, uh, what's the mythical creature out there? That's a goat. The chupacabra. Uh, the chupacabra. Why is there no mention of the chupacabra in this? Leave it because up to Mike. That- leave it up to Mike Russell to, in the middle of all this, pick at the one stupid part. Like you, you listen to this episode and go, "Gee, I wonder if they'll ever talk about chupacabras." But Mike, could you? They imagine- do, and it's you that brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, ima- imagine you live in Central America. You're hearing this song. It's describing all the real terrible things that could happen on this train. Oh my God, M13, human trafficking, ki- literally being by coyotes. Oh, chupacabra. Oh, this is just a silly <laughs> fictional song. Okay, all aboard the train. <laughs> what did this? What did this? Also, I gotta say, I think this is the only propaganda song I've ever heard that has a sick ass guitar solo. Dude, they're killing it. Approached, like I said before, they originally approached uh, uh, Ozzy Osbourne and uh, Santana. Yes, and <laughs> oh, that would neither of them wanted to do it for some reason. I would love to see a collaboration by them. Uh, has there been a response? Um, <laughs> you know, reverse propaganda song saying, "No, people get on the train, get on the train." I don't like, think so 
Because I, I mean, like I said, like oh, if the, there was, a, what's that? What's that uh, line dance called? About river get, dance on the cha- on the train. Come on, like you would know way more about line <laughs> oh, dancing oh, than I do. Oh, it's the one that causes the conga line. You know what I'm talking about? And everyone gets on the train. Oh, you mean alcohol? <laughs> a, wed- a wedding? A wedding? Oh. Oh, it's like the disco train. It's like... Uh, Soul train? Uh, you, know, you guys don't know the song I'm talking about? Come on, ride the train. Ride it. I didn't know you were talking about the specific I, song. I think if they're desperate for money, they need to Come reach on, out. Come on, ride the bestia. <laughs> ride it. Oh, oh! Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Cut that out. Is that the chupacabra cry? <laughs> That's what the chupacabra sounds like, yeah. <laughs> you somehow managed to find, like, the the idiot American thing. That's what I was trying to get at before. Like, chupacabra's obvious is the thing that an American idiot would think of immediately. Like, oh, what, kind of, prob- what kind of problems do they have trying to get here? I, yeah. bet, I bet they got problems with chupacabras. Yo, bro, those chupacabras, man, they'll jump you. <laughs> Cryptoids, man, they're all over. But that is essentially it for La Bestia. And once again, they've done other songs, but they're 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 all propaganda. Um, I'm writing a movie starring you called Idiot American, Idi- I, and it is we are gonna they, we are gonna travel. They already around made Europe. a show called An Idiot Abroad, we're, which is fantastic. Gonna, I would love to see like a Mike Russell equivalent. <laughs> you and I are gonna we're gonna film it. We're gonna film it around Europe, and the the poster I'm imagining is already like a. Uh, 40-year-old version type poster of it, just you smiling like an idiot with a Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> Although, weirdly enough, Mike's smiling, but you're wearing the Hawaiian t-shirt right yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, it's so com- You complete each other. <laughs> oh, Steve. And uh, somehow, I just I don't know. Idiot's funny. I guess I'm not... <laughs> I won't find it offensive at all if that's what the uh, series and is called. And we will not use the song American Idiot, because I hate Green Day. <laughs> you, you hate them? You don't like their whole image? Of Billy like the- Joe Armstrong needs to start taking some goddamn Claritin because he sounds like he's, good. he's got a snot locker full of boogers the whole time he's singing. Someone get the man a tissue or... <laughs> Wake me up. Hey, listen, fall, there's a lot. I mean, that's when the season changes there, uh, Steve. Is when uh, allergies are in full effect. So when September, that's why he wants September to end because then it's finally you're in the middle of the the season and the allergies uh, they kind of relieve a little bit. October's October's okay. Yeah, you know I think that's what the song was actually about. That's what it's about. Wow, we figured out the meaning of another song on this episode <laughs> of the Song Topsy Report. Um, but no, to be honest, the note I want to end on because once again, like I, uh, what I would like is for like a comedic, a hopefully comedic podcast like this is to make uh, like difficult things a little bit easier to digest that we don't want to confront because of how awful it is uh so the note i do want to end on is if you want to donate to help reunite families at the borders some legitimate sources include the aclu uh races which is the refugee and immigrant center for education and legal services uh the texas civil rights project uh and the florence project are all places you can donate and we will include links in the show notes for that because it's fucked it's just so fucked <clears throat> I, don't, I don't care what you do man you should never be separated from your kids people people kill people when they try to take their kids you know what i mean and you yes. feel so helpless and alone in a foreign place it's just we are creating a legacy that is going to have repercussions much later we will always be the country that like this you, people we st- like we still have the collective guilt of japanese internment camps yeah. that was 80 years ago like i don't know it's just la bestia del sud te llamas. what's that mean 
the beast of the south. It's the lyrics of it's the lyrics of the song that we've been discussing for the past hour. And I knew the first part, the the, the, the south part. I, La bestia okay. del sur te llamas. Del sur te llamas. Yes, yes. We learned a little Spanish today as well. Except it's just all we only Spanish we know is how to describe a train in the scariest way possible. <laughs> hell train. Uh. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but guys, thank you so much for listening. Donde you está can... la hell train? <laughs> <laughs> Nuevo York. <laughs> you can uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, all your favorite locations, as well as our home on ComeHereFloyd.com. Uh, you can follow our production company, Dapper Devil Productions, on all those places as well. Well, not Come Here Floyd yet, although the trailer... Uh, has been released there. You can check it out on Come Here Floyd. Oh, the trailer's out on Come Here Yeah, Floyd? so if you check out the most recent episode, um, the mini-sode, uh, the trailer is attached to it. So you can watch uh-huh. that there. Um, you, we also have a YouTube page, so Dapper Devil Productions, across all the social media, you can find us there. And you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier and uh, Mr. Mike Russell. Yes, you can find myself at MrMikeRussell.com, that's Mr. MR, or on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com, that's Mr. MR.DOT, and yeah, like Nick said, please send us your feedback, reviews, suggest- song suggestions of songs that you think are so bad yet amazing that need to be done, and uh, yeah, send us uh, your ideas of what kind of propaganda song you would write and uh, what the topic would be, you know, but in like a positive way. Yeah, positive propaganda. Po- Send us your positive propaganda song ideas. Yes. Prop yourself up with propaganda. And Steve, where may we find you? Probably on a government watch list now. Most likely. Uh, or in the crosshairs of a very angry, violent group. <laughs> um, uh, or on Instagram and Twitter under your man Trollo. And only there. Please don't research anything else about my location. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be moving soon, so we'll be recording in a different location very soon. It's a bigger bedroom, too, so it's kind of like we amped up our studio. Yes. I mean, we work in a studio, not in a bedroom. Yes, certainly a studio. Damn it, Mike. (laughs) Can't pull the curtain back that far. Uh, But, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. Y lo siento mucho. Uh, y adios, amigos. Kegasus. Half horse, half man with beer in hand. Only appropriate way to end it. Best. He's bold, he rocks, he's hot to drop for girls with beautiful yeah. It's Kegasus. Kegasus. He's a mighty stallion crossed with a human party and hard till the break of dawn. And now the legend lives on. Be legendary at Infield Fest, Saturday, May 21st. Enjoy musical guests Bruno Mars and Train. And be sure to upgrade to a mug club ticket for a bottomless mug. Buy your tickets today. Visit theinfieldfest.com and follow Kegasus at twitter.com slash allhailkegasus.